When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today on an all-new Dr. Phil, he was making millions. I had a brand new Corvette, a $600,000 house. But now... He lives in his parents' garage. My 37-year-old son is a freeloader. He's yelling at you guys in your house. Mom, are you going to be all over the money? I'm going to be money. Why don't you do something to get it? He doesn't have a job. You're not working. No, I'm not. He's working, and you're not. What is wrong with you people? But what he does have... Give us some space so we can get the job done and get out of your house. You sleep all day. He's an attitude. You have a chip on your shoulder since you got here. You're telling my staff we'd like to speak alone. Close the door. Everybody deserves space. Oh, get over yourself. Let's do it. Have a good show, everybody. Here we go. This is a safe place to talk about hard things. Stand by, Dr. Phil. I try to be an emotional compass and point you in the right direction. Five, four. I am not giving up on you. Go, Dr. Phil. expensive taste. He has a $5,000 TV, a custom couch worth $6,000, a $5,000 rug, a custom-made chair that cost him 10 grand, all fit for a big bucks bachelor pad or a posh penthouse, right? Wrong, because Ryan's version of a penthouse is very different. Why? Well, he lives with all of his fancy furniture in his parents' garage. <laughs> That's right. They are just shoved in to mom and pop's 32 by 22 cement room. Take a look. My 37-year-old son does live in my garage. This is my casa. Yeah, this is where I stay. This is the garage. Ryan is a freeloader. How do you get your own stuff without paying for it? Why would that be any of your business? I'm 37 years old. You just asked us for money for McDonald's. Mike and I have been supporting Ryan for the past three years, and it takes about $30,000 or more. Ryan is abusive, demanding. Life with Ryan is extremely chaotic and stressful, never knowing what he's going to do next or say next. This past two weeks, Ryan has asked us for money almost every day. Mom, are you going to be all alone with the money? I don't have any money. Why don't you do something to get it? I've probably asked Ryan to move out a hundred times. Guys, get out of our lives so we can have a life of our own. That's what it takes for you to have a life of your own? Us out of it? Yes. Out of the garage. Out of, out of our pocketbook. Out of my face. My greatest fear is that Ryan would suck the life out of us. Well, it wasn't always like this. In fact, Ryan was living a life, he says, made his parents actually jealous. 
and in March of 2006, I started my own real estate business. First year, I made about $2.5 million. I had a M6 BMW, a couple Infiniti QX56s, bought a new Hummer, had a Ducati motorcycle. I had a brand new Corvette, a $600,000 house. In 2007, my mom took control of my finances. My part of helping was to take care of the books. My mom cut me off at the ankles. She started overriding my own decisions, dealing with my broker directly, questioning the things that I want done. I was very shocked when I saw that Ryan was spending money on pornography, clubs. You had spent every single penny and we didn't have money for rent. You are the one the to office. Do, you are not to decide that. I was the one that was keeping the books. Yeah, you're the bookkeeper. You're not the decision maker. She was paying herself, unbeknownst to me, more than any of the other employees. You were taking pay. That's the problem. Ten dollars an hour for about two Doesn't weeks. Doesn't matter. My mother was the reason the business failed. Five months before the business failed, I signed an agreement that I would hand over the company cards and they would, in turn, cut me a paycheck. And they promised to pay me enough to pay $550 in child support a month, $500 in weekly spending cash, my car payment, insurance, and my rent. My mother hand wrote the contract and she reneged on the deal. Because of her, I'm $15,000 behind on child support. I don't really want to be a 37-year-old man living in a garage. But I do feel a sense of entitlement because there's an unfulfilled promise that they've made that has me in the hole and completely stuck. Okay, let's, uh, it's good to meet you all. This is al already emotional for you. Tell me what's tough about this for you. <laughs> well, I love Ryan. I'm kind of exhausted, burned out. But you blame her for the situation you're in. Not, in, not entirely, but uh, a big part of it, yes. Yeah, so you, you said you turned the checkbook over to her and she started overriding your decisions mm -hmm. and ran this off in the ditch. Absolutely. You had a $120,000 BMW, two Infinities for $75,000 each. Yeah, was that in case not, you couldn't not, find one? No, what, no. <laughs> what do you need two Infinities for $75,000 each for? Not at the same time. The, the, I had two Infinities at different, different time. You had a Hummer and a Corvette and a $600,000 home, and it was your company, right? Yes, sir. So doesn't the buck stop with you? Absolutely. And, and I, so how is it her fault? Well, it's, it's not all her fault, okay? But the part, the part where she, I feel, really hurt me was the utilizing of the financial data and taking it elsewhere where I have no way to look at it or, or benefit from the relations I have intact. Well, why keep not? Me, keep, well, because that, well, that's exactly the point, because they think I'm going to spend it on the wrong thing. Well, she said you were spending it on call girls and porn that's, and well, that's not true. expensive cars and houses and so you were partying and all of that stuff, and, and that that's where the money went. Is that the worst thing in the world to, do, to spend your money on? Hookers and porn? No, I don't well, know. I, <laughs> Well, that, okay, well, that, you know what? That's... What's the return on investment there? <laughs> I guess, I guess if you it depends if you're a bachelor or not, it would be different. But, like, you know what? That's not necessarily the case, and, and, and I'm 37. Is the current living arrangement working for you now? Not at all. Because I, I was watching some of these videos where he's yelling at you guys in your house. Is that true? That's true, and that's typical with the many things I've tried to help him with. How is that okay with you? Just come on. 
dad to dad, how does that make sense? It doesn't make sense at all. It doesn't make sense at all. But, but I, it I, must make sense because you're doing it. I'm doing it. I feel like I'm stuck in the situation. How? Uh, in terms of uh, if, it's, if it's not that, he's on the street. And that's your problem how? He's 37 years old. Take a look at this. This isn't defending yourself. Mom, are you going to be able to loan me the money? I don't have any money. Why don't you do something to get it? You're a chump. You should want to move them. You're a chump. Yeah, you threatened to burn your house down. I hope they burn your house down next time. Unplug your ears. So I'm a 37-year-old adult that deserves that respect, and there's a reason why I'm in your garage. You don't deserve to have a family that's as supportive as they are, that loves you the way they do, the way you treat them like What? What? How is that okay with you? It's not okay with me. Based that's on results, it is. How is that okay with you, as a man, to speak to your father that way? The frustration is built up on both sides. Then why don't you just not be there? What am I supposed to do, not accept the help that, that they give me when they do and, and, and hit the street? Mike and Vicky say Ryan isn't the only person they want out of their house. We'll meet who else next. One time I got into a fight with Vicky. Ryan was cooking a pizza and she comes in there. Why are you using our oven? I said, why don't you get out of our faces? And then she takes my soup and goes, you know what? Get out of here. And that's when we started fighting. Monday on an all-new Dr. Phil, the Vanderbilt football player. You guys tried to cover this up. Found guilty of rape. I was drunk out of my mind. I just couldn't believe it was me. But it was you. The shocking video. I look at what happened to that girl and your conduct on that tape. What the hell were you thinking? The exclusive prison interview. When you woke up the next morning, what did you remember? Monday, then on Tuesday, they're taking bullying. She said that I was a stripper. To a new level. She says she's never been a stripper. Yeah, that's a lie. Watch your mouth, okay? Hey, don't talk to me like that. That's Tuesday. Ryan tries to keep me out of the garage. He is uh, taking the door handle and, and reverse the door handle. That's my garage space I want to show them. Okay, which you're leasing to me, which you've given to me. I've leased you nothing. You paid me nothing. You want to come into my space when you want to come into my space, regardless of who that disrespects, you, you think that's reasonable. You're in my space paying no money. You're taking everything we have. You don't, you yeah, don't I, have I, privileges I, whatsoever. Well, well, I do. Even though this house is ours, we feel like we're the visitor. Mike and Vicky say they have lost control of their 37-year-old son and, with it, their house. Now, he disagrees. But the parents made a contract threatening to evict him if he doesn't follow certain rules of the house. And here's what they put together. They put together a contract that says, you have three jobs. One, keep selling things in order to save money for a place to live fail. It's just simply not working. Two, get jobs to earn money for moving. Fail. Three, provide for and take care of your five-year-old son. Fail. They say that's not happening. Put food in Leanne's refrigerator. That's the sister. Fail. Do not smoke on the premises. Fail. No arguing with anyone. Well, I can say that's a fail. I've seen that. No means no. Fail. Whatever. 
any infractions or non-compliance will result in immediate eviction. Fail. Not only are Mike and Vicki's son ignoring the rules, but so is his girlfriend. Yeah, you heard right. Ryan's 24-year-old girlfriend is also living in the parents' garage. Take a look. When Ryan moved into our garage, Ryan's girlfriend, Rachel, followed also. The age difference between me and Ryan is 13 years. I feel like I can't help but be mean to Rachel. She aggravates me. Mine and Ryan's usual day is we wake up and we just kind of, we, we kind of let the day come to us. We haven't been really looking for a job for you. Ryan's girlfriend, Rachel, is quite a burden. Living with Mike and Vicki, it's definitely a little stressful. I called them the other day like Big Bad Wolf because all they do is huff and puff. She has been smart-alecky and arrogant. One time I got into a fight with Vicki, Ryan was cooking a pizza and she comes in there, why are you using our oven? Well, because we need to cook it. Why don't you use it in our oven? I said, why don't you get out of our faces so we can make our food and go back in the garage? And then she takes my soup and goes, you know what, get out of here. And that's when we started fighting. And she said, I'm gonna throw this bowl of soup right in your face. I'm very respectful to Vicki. I just don't believe that she respects me at all. I feel like I kind of deserve a little respect. Okay, Rachel, it's good to meet you. Nice meeting you. Um, you're living in the garage with Ryan. Yes, I am. Um, how do you feel about that? Um, I mean, it's what we have to do right now, but um, I mean, I would like, you know, eventually to get up off our feet and get our own place and, and get out of their face and their hair like they would like us to. <laughs> but. There was this characterization about arguing back and forth mm -hmm. with uh, Ryan's mother. Uh, d does that happen? Oh, yeah. Between the two of you? Um, it does, yeah. Yeah, it gets, sometimes it, it gets a little physical. Like, she'll, she'll kind of, you know, get in my face and, and push me all the way out to the garage. And, 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 and like, I, I'm like, I could walk to the garage myself, and she's all behind, behind me, this close, in my face, pushing me, making sure I go. You know, like, that's a little disrespectful in my eyes, but I was just making some soup, and she just comes up and... A little Miss Innocent. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't think she's innocent? Not at all. Why? She says things under her breath, and whenever Ryan starts to take over the conversation, it's like it gives her power to start being uh, smart-alecky and uh, a little bit, like, oh. taking over. And the day with, that I chased her out of the kitchen was because of her smart aleck comments to me. And as far as pushing her, I may have pushed her shoulder or something, but then when she said, don't follow me, I said, okay, and I turned around and went the other way. Mm. No. I, I think that's a, a beat You followed me all the way to the garage until the door her shut. Back. Got physical with her when she's never even laid a hand on you. Grabbed my soup, almost spilt it on me. Right out, of the, right out of the microwave, hot soup. And we have followed through that list to the T. Every single day, you were the ones that didn't follow through with the list. I mean, we remember we went through that and brought you the list and said, why is it that you're in our garage space and you're intruding on us? So you made a new when, one. When, yeah, and that's the new one, by the way. And when we have followed through with everything that we're supposed to do, you guys aren't doing what you're supposed to do. Which was what? Uh, give us some space so we can get the job done and get out of your house. <clears throat> you sleep all day. You're not working. No, I'm, I'm not. Why? Well, I'm on unemployment. 
why, I, okay, but why are you not... Is that not, a problem? I mean, I'm... Yes, that's a problem. It, you it are is. an able-bodied... Why never are been you on, not working? I've never been, it's never been an issue for me in my past at all. I, 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 I'm, I'm stuck. I, I'm very... I'm, I've never experienced this before. I mean, I'm, I'm stuck. I've always been a worker. I've always done what I had to do to, to make ends meet, and, and I've always had more than my family, immediate family, than just me to take care of and done it well. I don't know. It's, it's, I've never been hurt by the people that are supposedly helping me. Like, at the same time, it just has cut me off in every way. I don't understand it, Dr. Phil. I mean, honestly, it's, it's the same people that are supposedly helping me that say they're helping me are the ones that hurt me the most. You seem to have a real chip on your shoulder. And you've been acting like some kind of big shot diva. That is not okay. Your sister lived in the woods because you say she wanted you to think she was dead. We can't sleep at night. We can't function. My life right now is working okay. You're paying a guy to choke you to death in the woods. That's not working. Like father. We caught Todd crushing and snorting pills in the bathroom. Like daughter. My daughter crushed the candy. Who told you how to do that? Daddy. I would never teach that to a child. Exes at war. He says you are keeping his children from him. Fighting each other. He was kicked out after he threw me through the wall. You pushed me, I pushed you back. You grabbed my throat and then I grabbed I your throat. I didn't grab your throat. And fighting for custody. You did coke while you were with her? Yes, sir. After the kids were put to bed. It all happens. What if this is a changing day in your life? This February on Dr. Phil. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You seem to have a real chip on your shoulder. Uh, well, uh, well, just, there, there's a few things that have been inaccurate to this point. You had a chip on your shoulder before you got out here. You had a chip on your shoulder yelling at your parents at home. You had a chip on your shoulder since you got here. Today, you're telling my staff, uh, uh, leave us, please. We'd like to speak alone. Close the door. That, leave us, please. That's a, that's a bad thing. Space. Everybody deserves to have space. Oh, get over no, yourself. You know what? Come on. No, you know what? Come, hey, come on. I don't, I don't agree. You don't agree because you got a chip on your shoulder. Get over yourself. Let me tell you, there... You cannot tell me that my staff has not treated you like you were an absolute A-list celebrity since the minute you got here, and you've been acting like some kind of big shot diva. Not at all. Oh, I, I, come I, 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 I agree. Your staff on. Get been, over your staff yourself. Both of us, and we've said it to everybody, but with the utmost respect, you know, you're totally right. They, I, I, just sitting here, I did not say that you guys have mistreated us in any way. We feel like celebrities since we've been here, Okay. But I'm talking about, you know what, when somebody or a couple needs a second and some, needs some space to discuss things and they think that's what's best, maybe that should be respected. It was. Oh, but we're not talking about you and me. We're talking about my parents and the space at their house. I'm not trying to disrespect you in any way. This has been a great experience, and, and that's why I'm here. That's why we're here. You, 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 you know what?
you are stuck and you are pissed off, you got a chip on your shoulder, I strongly suspect it's frustration and you're pissed off at yourself and you're taking it out on everybody else. I'm sorry. And I, and I understand, I've been frustrated, I understand being frustrated, but you're not working right now, correct? Correct. Did you work last year? No, not much. No. Did you work the year before? Yes. So, is that true? Doing what? No, I mean, I'm trying to get a fix on this because I want to change this for you. I'll tell you one thing I do is I help the people that come here. And I'm going to help you, uh, whether you want it or whether you don't. I want it. Yeah, well, I'm going to help you, and, and, and you're going to like it. <laughs> you you got you to understand that this is about you at some point. And you, are you working? I'm working still. How old are you? I'll be 73 next month. And you're retired? I'm retired from one job. But you went back to work, because why? But now I'm having to <clears throat> pick up the loose ends myself and, uh, and make all ends meet still, and that's why I'm working now. So he's twice your age, and he's working, but you're sleeping until 2 in the afternoon in the garage. He's getting up and leaving and working, and you're not? Uh, yes. What is wrong with you people? What? <laughs> this guy's old and tired. You're a young bull. He ought to be sleeping. You ought to be working. He's old. Sorry. No. That's the truth. Sorry. No, it is. I, I looked this up. <laughs> I, I looked this up. Aww. You live in Arizona, right? Correct. The average life expectancy for somebody <laughs> in Arizona, I hate to tell you this, oh, no. is 79.8. <laughs> you're 73. That means you're a lot closer to the end than the beginning. <laughs> I understand that. You are in the middle. He, he may not have many years left. And you're laying on your ass in the garage till two in the afternoon? That's not okay. That is not okay. Now, maybe I should recuse myself here because I'm a little more on this end of the continuum than on that end of the continuum. But you want to enjoy these years, right? I do. Yeah. Mom says they're not just fighting going on between Ryan and his parents. Uh, plus, you won't believe how many mouths Mike and Vicky have to feed here. These guys are tired for a reason. I'm going to fill out this roster after the break. The 16-year-old son lives with his mother, and Ryan rarely sees him. And the 5-year-old son comes over. We care for him while Ryan is sleeping, I guess. I put a lot of work into being a good parent. He's pretty much what I'd call an absentee father. Closed captioning provided by... Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. The first page of a book never tells the full story. And those news alerts and headlines, like the ones we get on our phones, don't even scratch the surface of what the story is really all about. Stories are like people, multi-layered and complex. It takes some digging to find the truth, but when we find it, it can change our world. We like to dig. The news on Merritt Street, essential television. This is one of the most used rooms in the house. I've had uh, as much as all three teenage boys sleeping here at one time. My 15-year-old grandson who actually lives here, uh, that's his bed. Then the other two grandsons, they'll be sleeping here. I've opened the cabinet and there's somebody under the bed uh, sleeping. This is a car that we keep in the backyard. There's a blanket in the car that the boys use uh, to sleep in here, boys and or girls. At any one point, we could have eight to 10 people in our house. Well, Vicki and Mike say they used to imagine their golden years full of vacations, relaxation, and financial security. But instead, they have not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, not seven, but up to eight family members who often crash at their house, eat their food, and use their things. Two of those grandkids happen to be Ryan's children from two separate relationships. Ryan says despite the chaos, he's never stopped being a good father. Ryan has a 16-year-old son and a 5-year-old son. I'm an amazing dad. He's pretty much what I call an absentee father. Well, you know what? Today's not my day with my son. That's court order. It's not my day. Oh, so it's not your time, so you're not oh. watching. The 16-year-old son lives with his mother, and Ryan rarely sees him. And the 5-year-old son comes over. We care for him while Ryan is sleeping, I guess. When I'm with my 5-year-old, I'm with him every second. It's rare occasion that I'll see Ryan come out and play with his 5-year-old. Rachel is helping with the 5-year-old son because Ryan won't do anything. On days that his 5-year-old is here, I have to take him to school usually, so I'm up at 6.30. I get him up, fed, breakfast, dressed, his lunch made. I put a lot of work into being a good parent. Do you think you're being a good father? Yeah, I think I'm, I'm being a good father, and I think I've been a great father. We got letters from both of their mothers. Here are a few excerpts of the letter from the five-year-old's mother. Ryan used to have an extremely charismatic personality that made people want to be around him. Now, unfortunately, he is none of those things. He sleeps all day, ignores his kids, expects others to handle his responsibilities, and hides from the world. He is completely undependable and inconsistent to the point where he can't even pick up his five-year-old son from school on time. I have received multiple calls in the last two months from the school because our son has been left there on Ryan's custody days. I want nothing more than Ryan to find himself again, to become the man father that he used to be so that this little boy will never have to remember this pathetic version. <laughs> well, I found that to be a very credible letter it's in good. that she 
I was so that. complimentary yeah. of you, but yet observe that in the current state you are right now that you're not really yourself. That's fair. It's good. It's good. The 16-year-old's mother says, it is painful to see how they treat our son. Ryan is delusional in the fact that he believes he is a better father and better human than he truly is. In reality, Ryan is a bully. He runs over people in his quest for happiness. Mike and Vicki have no space and no privacy, but they have allowed it. They have enabled. He is mentally and emotionally abusive and on more than one occasion, physically abusive. Now, speaking of abuse, here's what mom has observed. We're always lovey-dovey. We're in love like crazy. Me and Rachel never fight. You're a lazy head. Really? Okay. Ryan and I definitely get along very well. We, however, are bickermans. You know that every couple does. But other than that, we're still at, like, the beginning in love stage. <laughs> he doesn't trust, it, doesn't trust me anything. He broke three of my phones already that I paid for with my money. <laughs> three of them. I've never gotten physical with Rachel. I've never hurt her. Did you get hurt from that fight? I don't know. Let's see, I'm bleeding. I have a big old thing on my head. Ryan is definitely my dream guy. Um, you got a knot on your head. You're bleeding. He's destroyed three of your telephones. Well, I was bleeding because he took the phone from me, my hand, and it scratched my hand. But she had no right to show that or take it. So I don't know. That's your reaction to that is that that's disrespectful rather than. You know what? That's reality, and if he's here to get help, well, I want it on the table so he can get some help. Are you of kidding course. me? No, of course I'm here. I'm here to support him the whole way through. It is the thing that I have left that, you know what, nobody's going to take from me. You know, What's that? A great relationship with somebody that I love. Well, quit bullying her and breaking her phones and calling her a bitch. Well, yeah, you're might. right, you're right. So that's if you not, love that's her, not... let's treat her with respect. And I do, and you're, you're right, but you're right. Now, Ryan may feel like there's a lot of finger pointing, but I'll be the first to admit, he is not all to blame here. I have a lot to say to his parents right now when we come back. Mom, are you gonna be able to loan me the money? I don't have any money. $20 for your son shouldn't be a big deal. But the way they see it is, oh, we've given you 20 grand already in the past two or three years, and we don't owe you any more money. I don't think that's fair. I think that if you agree and you have a son and bring a child into this world, I believe that they're your responsibility until you, until you pass away. Mike and Vicky are heartless. Monday on an all-new Dr. Phil. The convicted Vanderbilt football player. You're taking her clothes off and violating her. I was drunk out of my mind. The exclusive interview. What the hell were you thinking? That's Monday. Closed captioning provided by... I think Ryan wants to get a job and move out of our house, but something is stopping him. I'm not sure if it's physical, like he doesn't feel good, if it's drug-related, some kind of psychological problem. When Ryan was in seventh grade, he was diagnosed with ADHD. Mike has enabled Ryan. He feels sorry for him. He loves him. He wants to help him. 
I've helped Ryan by giving him ideas. We've looked at his resume. We've tweaked it. I've driven him to these places that he's turning in the resumes, waiting for him to come out, giving him suggestions, trying to find out what the conversation is, seeing if he's overdoing it. Ryan feels he is better than just about any job that I have come up with. Ryan is on a totally opposite schedule of everybody. There's not many jobs to be had in the middle of the night. I just think it's a biological thing with him clockwise. I don't want to kick Ryan out on the street because in the back of my mind, I would feel terrible if he were really sick. Do, do you guys want to change this? Absolutely, 100%. I mean, either you do or you don't. You either do. want to give it lip service or you really want to change this. Do, do you want to change this? You have to give yourself permission to say, it is my turn. It is my house. It is my turn. And I'm going to go do what the hell I want to go do. And if that is to get a one-bedroom in a high-rise in Miami or Palm Beach or wherever with no forwarding address for six months or whatever it is, <laughs> you have to do what it is you need to do. And there, listen, there are no victims, only volunteers. If you continue to subject yourself to this, then you're volunteering for it. And if, listen, if, in fact, Mike, listen, just dad to dad, I, I moved out when I was 16. And that was easy for me because I was homeless when I was 15. And when I say homeless, I mean homeless, living on the street in Kansas City. And I got through it just fine. Don't, wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> Glad my boys didn't do it, but you know what? I got through it just fine. My boys understood checkout time was 18. You know, checkout time was 18. It's like a hotel. I, I'd have etched it in their door if I thought I needed to, but they were off to college and that was fine. So you, you just have to give yourself permission and say, that's it. I'm that's it. I give myself permission to claim this phase of my life. You worked hard, you've earned it, and you can do it. But here's what the thing is. If what you're doing was in fact helping, empowering, or pushing Ryan forward or all the others forward, then maybe you could make an argument for it being a I guess. reasonable sacrifice. But it isn't. You're not doing this to help him. You're doing this to allay your own anxiety and guilt. You're doing this to make you feel better, not to help him, because it's not helping him. Not helping. Necessity is the mother of invention. He has no necessity. He would not sleep till 2 in the afternoon if he couldn't. He is able-bodied. You behave your way to success. The difference between winners and losers is winners do things losers don't want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Winners, get up. winners get up at 6.30 in the morning, and if you don't have a job, your job is looking for a job. And if there's not a job you want, you take a job you can get until you get a job you want. 
I don't care if he made billions of dollars. If the only job available is a greeter at Walmart or Home Depot, then you take that job and then you look for another job. And then you stair step up and then before you know it, bang, you're right back where you were. But you're not helping him. You are enabling him. You are crippling him. And you need to stop doing that. If you got a 37-year-old son living in your garage and picking a lock you've had to put on your refrigerator, something's gone way to hell off track. If you are going to be in the Los Angeles area and you would like free tickets, go to drphil.com and click on Be in the Audience. Or you can call 323-461-PHIL. This is the freezer. This is for extra food and stuff. You push this in and lock it. Then we still notice the food disappearing. How are you getting in my freezer and taking my food? All my food's gone in the freezer. I'm hacking your lock. When you locked the freezer, it made me feel like I wanted to learn how to pick locks. And I'm still going to get my pizza and eat it. I had to take it. And I don't feel bad about it. Well, um, you got a 37-year-old son living in your garage and picking a lock you've had to put on your refrigerator, something's gone way to hell off track. Uh, just, it, it's gone off track for everybody involved. My guests today say their son, who was once making millions, is now in debt, living in their garage with his girlfriend. Do you think he's mentally ill? I think he's bipolar. Where, where did you go to medical school? <laughs> We've been through... Because I missed that. I, I, holy. I, I missed that. Did you... Let's assume he is. Are you, are you treating him? The wrong way, apparently. No, are, are you medicating him for this? No, he's been to two psychiatrists that have... But the, neither him. one of them were you. No, 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 no. So what if, if it's true, if he's bipolar, that's above your pay grade? Above, way above. So you're not the one treating him for that? No, man, no, sir. You're, the, you're, you're just undermining whatever treatment he may have gotten from someone else. I don't know about that. I do. Okay. I believe you. You're not a doctor, right? I'm not a doctor. I am. I know. <laughs> I've never treated a bipolar patient where I called the adult patient's mother up and said, okay, here's what I want you to do. Have no accountability. Allow him to be mentally and emotionally abusive. Let him sleep until the middle of the afternoon. And don't let him get a job. Right. That's what I need you to do to help me get him back as a meaningful contributing member of society. I don't believe I've ever called a family support system and given them that assignment. Okay. Now, I've only been doing this for 40 years, but I, I don't <laughs> recall in that 40 years ever giving that assignment to a family support system. I understand. I don't think you do. I understand now. That's what you're doing. Yes, that is. Okay, so tell me what part of this you feel guilty about. I, I don't know that he's bipolar. I, I don't know. I haven't or evaluated him. I, well, I'm sorry? Just sick. If he's sick, it takes on a new emphasis for me. Because <laughs> I have a sick daughter. I understand. Was he sick when he was making money? Did he get sick after that? I think so. Holy God. We'll be right back. <laughs> Closed captioning provided by...
Last season, I interviewed a man whose girlfriend was missing. We pursued the story, hoping to find her. What I caught was a killer. Tomorrow night, 48 Hours features that story in depth. Here's a preview. Michelle was living with Mark the night she disappeared. They had a son together. Everyone was searching. Will you explain to me how you used FaceTime? They tried to follow it like a treasure map. Like that kind of thing. We don't have evidence. We don't have a body. 48 Hours and Dr. Phil on the case. We wanted to help find her. Friends describe her as bubbly, you as psychotic. She has to be out there. When he tells you that lie, there's 50 more. Want to know what's coming up on Dr. Phil? Visit our website and subscribe to our email newsletter. You'll get weekly updates, life strategies, and exclusive video that you won't find anywhere else. Plus, on drphil.com, you can see sneak previews of upcoming shows. Log on today. At the break, she's telling me I'm mean. <laughs> We're in a break and she's saying, you're mean. I I'm not mean. What do you mean? Why am I mean? You're cute, but you're mean. I'm just telling you the truth. I'm starting to like you better than her. <laughs> no, come on. Just man to man, you're not proud of this, right? You're, no. you're not proud of what you're doing. And don't you want to be proud of you again? Well, sure. And don't you want him before his life is over, to look at you and say, son, I'm proud of the man you are and the father you are. Sure, absolutely. And don't you want them to look at you and say, you know, you hit a rough patch and you fought your way out of it and that, that means a lot to us to see you do that. Wouldn't that mean everything in the world? Wouldn't that mean everything in the world to you? Yes. What it takes is admitting that you're scared, not angry. Because behind anger is always hurt, fear, and frustration. And you got all three. Mm -hmm. You're hurt because the world has rejected you. You were successful, and now they don't want what you got. Right. That hurts. Mm -hmm. You're frustrated that you can't turn it back on, and you're scared of what's going to happen. And so you just lash out. I know how to overcome inertia. I know how to get you back in the game. And I am willing to bring you the resources to do that. I'm talking life coach. I'm talking whatever it takes. And if mom is right, if you, if you have some kind of chemical imbalance that's creating inertia within you, let's figure that out. I love it. That's great, man. I'm all game. Let's get you something where you get up in the morning, you got somewhere to go, and at the end of the day, you're tired for the right reasons. <laughs> all right. Feels good. Something you can be proud of. Yeah. And I want to get this going right now. And let's give these people, will you do that? Absolutely. I like you better already. <laughs> we'll, we'll make this happen. I'm sure. Okay. 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 okay? All right. Um, fair enough, Mike? Plan? Love it. Plan? Now you're nicer. Okay, now I'm nicer. Now I'm nicer. I, I want to thank all of my guests today. Um, the 2020 diet, Turn Your Weight Loss Vision into Reality, is 
the new book that I have out. I want to thank everybody in America because this has now become the number one book in America. Um, it is, um, it's the number one book on the New York Times bestseller list and the 2020 diet app that we have to go with it on uh, the App Store and Google Play is the amazingly hot app that helps you walk through this in a really easy way. And the letters and pictures I've been getting from you guys are hilarious. Uh, it's amazing to see the results that you're getting. So thank you for making this the number one book in America. And uh, everybody in the audience is going home with a copy. All right? We'll see you next time. Thanks so much.